Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. TC Cassidy released the album Travelling Heart last year after a long absence from country music. It was nominated for a Golden Guitar for Alt Country Album of the Year, which was quite the comeback. And the theme of the comeback is also present in TC's latest single, Alive, again. So we're going to talk about that and probably about that Golden Guitar nomination. Hello, TC. How are you? Hey, good, Soph. How are you? I'm long very well, thank you. <laughs> and so pleased that you already have new music. You've, you've really been super productive in the past couple of years. But I first want to talk about that nomination because um, Australian country music is very competitive. There are lots of great releases in any given year. So that must have felt so good to have a nomination for your first album back after a very long absence. Oh, my God. I was gobsmacked to be, um, I guess, after that 30-year hiatus, which is it's not exactly a short one, um, I I guess for so long and then bringing out an album after that long break, I, I didn't have any expectations um, as far as, and I guess when you're in the studio too, and most artists will tell you they don't expect or they don't have golden guitars or accolades in their mind when they're doing an album. Um, but I guess with me, because it's been so long, there was always a, oh, there was there was a lot of fear because it was so long, thinking, oh, God, is like are people going to like it? Are they going to are they going to embrace it? And, you know, you always have those sort of things going on, let alone, um, you know, the long break that I did, like um, I had, I should say. Mm. So to be nominated, yeah, it was just an absolute thrill, especially for an album category for um, traditional country album. So it was I great. thought it was traditional and then I was Googling yeah. something came up as old country and I thought that. I didn't think that was right. Anyway, learn, I should learn to check Google results more closely. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah, best best traditional country album it was up for, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was stoked. I didn't expect to be in the top five, so it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> and it does make more sense given the style of music on it, although I could fit in alt country as well, I think. I, I agree with you. Yeah, like the likes of April Fools could definitely classify for its alt country. Yeah, yeah, mm. there is a bit of alt in there, definitely. <laughs> it's a bit arbitrary, I guess, the categorisation, but um, there was bluegrass influence on it and other things, and I think your background is probably more traditional country. 100%. I grew, I, I can thank my dad for that. I had the, the healthiest diet of country music growing up as a little one. Um, he would always, forever, like my childhood, I, I remembered Merle and, and Willie always being played in the house. Emmy Lou Harris was a, was a favourite of mine and still is to this day. Um, Dolly, Loretta. But then I'm a huge fan of the 90s country too. Like I just, like, that's my jam too. <laughs> like the likes of Trisha Yearwood, um, Martina McBride, huge fan. Um, I, I loved Pam Tillis. Yeah. So these next, um, I'm probably jumping the gun. You're probably going to talk to me about going back in the studio, but probably more with the 90s country influence going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But I will talk to you about that, what, what you mentioned about, you know, a little bit of the fear of, of releasing your music. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a really big deal. You're putting yourself out there. Any artist is because releasing music goes 
exposed to a wider audience than a lot of other art forms. Uh, do you feel now that you're making some new music again, there's less fear or is it a different kind of fear? Yeah, I think, yeah, as I've kind of, I'm like, I think I was just overwhelmed and just absolutely blown away by the, the response that Travelling Heart got. And I think too, it's kind of like, it, I kind of had the best of both worlds if there is such a thing to say because um, uh, 30 years ago there were people in the industry that are still in the industry that remember TC's music. So they've embraced the comeback. But then to um, the younger audience like and the young artists coming up in their 20s, the little babies, <laughs> um, they've never really heard of TC Cassidy. So it's kind of um, it was great that way. It kind of got both audiences so to speak yeah yep did you go to the awards night I did it was, was such that? a great night oh so good and my daughters um Shelby's 15 and Tilly's almost 13 they walked the red and my husband Josh we all walked the red carpet they were just on cloud nine <laughs> they must be so proud of you it's fantastic oh I hope they are <laughs> I think they are they love the, and the apple didn't fall far as far as um the, the country music love like they're, they're on their um, iPods they've got um you know all their playlists are like Merle and and Johnny and Willie they love Loretta Lynn and Tammy right. <laughs> yeah so they're old school too which I love I'm proud of that and hopefully they have your music on there as well they do. <laughs> <laughs> must have been um, must have been lovely for you to come because you were nominated for Golden Guitars when you were sixteen. So this was again a thirty year gap from nominations as well as from releasing music. But for you to to be yeah. there and see some faces who were there thirty years ago must have been um, possibly a little odd, but also very reassuring. Oh, it was beautiful. And and you're right, I was, so I was 16 when I recorded, I, I was actually 15 the first time I went into the studio and did that debut album with Garth Porter. Um, and I remember that because I had my 16th birthday in the studio um, and it was nominated for, I'm just trying to think what the categories were, female vocalist, they used to call it then, as opposed to female artist, right. um, and best new talent. Uh, yeah, and I think that was the year that the beautiful Gina won, talking about um, reconnecting with people. Gina was one of them, and she won female artist that year with or female vocal with the Flame album. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, And I actually caught up with Gina again this year at Tamworth. It was just beautiful to see old faces, and but new. This it's grown so much. It's just mm -hmm. gotten so much bigger. But it'll always have that real, I think that's what I, I love about country music too, the country music. It's it's still very family orientated. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And also you can have a gap and come back and and people are, are there to support you and welcome you. And, and I think, again, part of what's lovely about Australian country music in particular is doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what stage of life you're at, there are always stories to be told and people who want to hear them. Oh, 100%. And I guess it's like we're lucky in that respect. It's not like um, in the sports, you know, you pretty much got to retire by the time you're or before you're 30. It's it's not so much like that in music, thank God. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, so it, you're right. And there's, I guess, with a 30-year hiatus, experiencing life and, um, you know, just like many wrong way go back scenarios dare I say um it, it kind of enriches you or it fulfills you more and you just become a little bit more worldly and 
able to write more um, lyrics as far as life experience goes as well. Yeah. And now it brings you brings us to your new single Alive Again, um, which is an apt description, I think, of of your music career, apart from anything else. And you worked with Angus Gill on Traveling Heart, the album, and he's also had a hand in this new single. So I understand that the writing of this new single took place over quite a few years. So what's the story behind that? It did. A, a gentleman by the name of, who's a friend of mine, and, and I met him through Angus, actually, Alan Mackey, um, he actually had the hook for this song back in, it started to be written in 1976. So I was possibly one year old then, maybe not quite. <laughs> and Angus wasn't even thought of, of course. And um, Alan was working for Countdown. Do you remember Countdown with Molly Meldrum? Through, yeah. I think it was I ABC. think I was too young to be allowed to watch it, but I certainly remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al used to work for Countdown. And anyway, this song, he he had the hook, just basically he had I'm Alive Again, I Can Love Again. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other words were in there as well, I'm pretty sure. But it, it was just a hook that he um, proposed to Angus much later, like in recent years. And Angus said, that's a really, like, there's something there that could be a great song. So Angus pitched it to two really awesome songwriters in Nashville, um, a man by the name of uh, Rivers Rutherford and Tim James. And so basically between Angus, um, Alan, Rivers and Tim, Alive Again was written. Um, And I believe Angus had had this song in his archives for some time. Yeah, and he said to me, we were talking about, you know, nearly time for like new music apart like outside of the traveling heart album he said I've got this really really good song I'll send it to you on a work tape he said I think you'd really love it and I think you could you know relate to it and um it was really dodgy it was a really bad work tape (laughs) not that Angus's singing was bad it was just really poor quality and um even so I just went wow like I could have easily written it myself I feel like it's um I've kind of, I hope people have adopted it, so to speak, as a a, a anthem of survival, yeah, um, and relate to it in some way from personal experiences. It's very personal for me, which I'm more than happy to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I, just, I've since it's been released, I've had lots of um, lots of messages and feedback from people that that have embraced the song, and um, I've had a gentleman that said um, it's. He's from an army background and often a lot of those guys suffer PTSD don't even realise it. And, um, you know, for the likes of emergency service people, um, people suffering depression, anxiety, they, they, um, they've given me some really positive, beautiful words with the song and, and it's made them feel, you know, uplifted. Yeah, and you said about this song that it's about battling demons and um, you battled a very persistent demon so what was the one for you that made you connect with that song yeah so um when I've been interviewed um in the past just recently since I come back um the one of the questions always asked is why such a long hiatus and my answer has always been which is the truth I just didn't actually delve right into the guts of it so to speak but um I would always answer with just many wrong way go back scenarios life in general just happened um which it did but the truth of it is um 16 to 17 years of that 30 year hiatus I um suffered bulimia um which 
it pretty much consumed me and um, trying to, I guess, trying to um, manage a career at such a young age and having that in full blown too, I, I was well in on a downward spiral doing the album when I was in the studio. Yeah, because I, I remember I was, I went to New Zealand prior to that for the Golden Guitar Awards. I would have been 14, 15. I was, I had it then. So yeah, a good 17 years. Um, and it just consumed you. It just, um, you can't really concentrate on too much else because it's, that is just, you know, it, that's all you're focused on. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. it was horrible. It was, and mum and dad, like they knew, but um, I was, I just never admitted it to anybody. I was in denial. Well, it's a lot yeah. of pressure to be a young artist. Um, it's a lot of pressure to be, um, you know, trying to manage a music career at an age when you're also meant to be at school. Um, and there are pressures on teenage girls, um, yeah. you know, about all sorts of things. And then, and then also grown up women, but it's, you know, from the perspective I have you talking about yourself at that age, it's a, it's, it is a lot of pressure. So it seems like something had to give and it did, which was your health. Absolutely. I think, and somebody asked me just recently in a, in an interview, was it, did you feel, were you pressured by the industry to look a certain way or portray or have an image of, of expectation? I can't so much remember being pressured too much as far as from the industry, but I think it's, um, I have read up on it and it, 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 they say that if you are a perfectionist you can I guess and and I'm usually a perfectionist with everything I do um it's like go hard or go home <laughs> but um I think it was more pressure on that I put on myself not mm-hmm. so much from um the industry I, I can't remember having that pressure from others so to speak I just felt the pressure myself I think and I mean there wasn't a lot of social media back then either but it was more like um I guess like we had the dolly magazines and like it was more magazines then um I think it was honestly it was pressure that I put on myself and I guess I felt too back in my early days of my career i I didn't so much have a lot of things in place as far as management or anything like that. And I had this U-Butte album and God love mum and dad. They thought they were doing the right thing, which they were. They would, but we just didn't have any idea. And I guess there was a stage there where I was like, oh my God, I'm in limbo. I like, I need someone to, we don't know what we're doing. Um, I guess the bulimia could have been, um, a, a sense of this is the one thing that I can control, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've 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 tried to analyze like you know triggers and stuff, but and and, and that comes up. I I think that you know I that's one thing I can be in control of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it lasted for t- seventeen years. The day I found out I was pregnant with Shelby, um, so I was thirty one. Um, was the day that I knew that I had to do something about it. Um, thank God I was able to just do it on my own um, mm. by myself. Um, God knows what where what the scenario would have been if if I couldn't stop, but wow. thankfully I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, there's a huge amount of power um, to you that you could because it's. It, I mean, you could say, "Oh, well, I did it for my daughter," but you had to do it for yourself, or it wouldn't have stuck. 
I guess. Is 100, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And I just, I knew that, I, yeah, I had no choice, basically. There was a there was a little being growing, about to grow inside of me, like, that needed every ounce of nutrients yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so so I always I do say that Shelby saved my life and she did yeah (laughs) um well I tend to think you saved your own life as well because you put the work in and you're still here and music is I imagine part of that it's part of you feeling reconnected to a to a life force in some respects Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Our oh, music is, is, is so powerful. Music is a beautiful thing. And it never, people say like, did you still, did you actually stop in those 30 years? Did you stop singing? There was a time there that I did, but, that, but I, it was always, I do the odd local sort of gig here and there. Um, but it never left me. Like country music was always played in the house. I've, I've still got my white Takamini that I use to this day when I bought um, in Tamworth um, in 1988 with my Talent Quest winnings. Of course, mum and dad put money towards it for me as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I music has, I've never, ever, it's always been a part of my life, always, and it's always there, yeah. Well, and you bring all of this to Alive Again, the new song, and you mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation about loving 90s country music and uh, how some of that sound might be feeding into Alive Again. And it is a bit of a different sound to Travelling Hearts. So uh, there were some other influences there. Yeah, for sure. It is definitely more, uh, most people do know TC as more traditional style, which I've always it's my heart and soul but there's like just as I mentioned before I still I love the 90s countries vibes too as well like it's just um then the, the one that's coming out next is very 90s country style so um just a bit of an insight but yeah um definitely alive again is more mainstream to traveling heart which is I kind of these were Angus's words he said it's really cool because it's kind of like a TC evolution like (laughs) so and I get that yeah I like well see Angus is quite a prolific artist well not quite a he is a prolific artist he appears to now have you on his schedule which is all right one album's done this year next year you need to get a new album out yep I know I don't know what I'm gonna do when he moves to Nashville yeah, he's going. He's going this year after Gimpy, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, not too much, too long after. So, yeah, I guess. Oh, well, the joys of the internet now. It, yes. It's, I mean, the musos that played on Traveling Heart, they're all in Nashville, so they were all done over there. So, I mean, it's 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 nothing to. You don't have to travel now to do albums. <laughs> so many people, I think, during um, lockdown, were recording their vocals in, at home, and then the producer was on a line from a studio somewhere and all and then some of them from what I understand it's just continued that even though they could get to a studio now yeah a hundred percent it's great it's really cool the wonders of technology it's good when it works yeah you'll have to set up a home studio that's how you cope with Angus not being around Um, I should (laughs) what has been the most surprising part uh, for you of recording and releasing music again after a gap the most surprising yeah Probably just more so learning the ropes, not the musical side, so to, so to speak, but just learning the ropes of the musical business. It's changed. Mm-hmm. It's completely changed. Um, not for the, not necessarily for better or worse, just changed. Um, so I'm not great at that side of things. Um, yeah. So now it's like I think from years ago, um, I don't remember a lot because I was so young, and then being 
preoccupied with the health issue as well. Um, but I'm I find that I'm having to really relearn the actual um, the business side, like um, with um, you know distribution and all mm. that sort of thing, um, publicity and all that. Like it wasn't such a big thing back then. Yeah. Like you could you, you could sort of do your own you know um work so to speak but yeah all that that's probably surprised me the most but I guess I shouldn't be surprised because that's just progress isn't it that's just with everything yeah yeah I do think it changes very rapidly in music like things things seem to be changing quite regularly whereas in other art forms perhaps not as much or maybe or maybe I'm not as aware of it but I just think there's a lot for artists to keep up with yeah a hundred percent yeah um, so what? Uh, so you're obviously very much enjoying making music again. Uh, are you writing as well for future singles? Because this this song you didn't have a write on, but I imagine because you've written before, you will write again. Yes, absolutely. I'm definitely planning on hopefully. Well, the plan is to eventually have another album. Um, I'm kind of doing it the opposite way around to Traveling Heart. I think um, so. We did the album and then we dropped singles off it but this time I'm doing singles and hopefully eventually we'll all compile to an album so yes but writing is definitely um on the agenda I I plan to to do some more writing with um future releases yeah it'll be great no doubt with Angus because he'll get you doing that yes yeah we have a lot of fun when we haven't done it for a while but we it's we have so much fun when we write it it's usually on a Sunday afternoon over a couple of fireballs (laughs) and it's so funny even recording in the studio like that there's more um there's more laughing going on than actual recordings like we've got to we've got to get a good vocal now let's just let's just be serious for a minute <laughs> and I suppose for you now because you have you know teenage daughters you've got a household you've got at least one dog that we can hear people and oh, I'm so sorry Sophie oh, no no no, no. So I love you occupied oh, no, <laughs> I love I love dogs that was not a, at all a, a bad comment it was like a, a I love hearing dogs in the background it was more saying you've got a, a few things to look after so I imagine going on the road is not super feasible for you not at this point. I haven't got a tour lined up. I mean, it's not out of the question. I'd love to do that at some point. But um, at this stage, I've got a few dates coming up. Um, I've got one in a few weeks with Andy Penko in Sydney on this at the Beer Shed on the 2nd of September. Right. Um, then I'm doing a hometown show here in Port Macquarie on the 14th of October with Andy as well. Okay. And then I then it's pretty much Tamworth, which we're doing one show only at the Capitol Theatre on the, I think it's the Tuesday, which is the 23rd, I think, mm-hmm. um, at 2pm. So a few dates locked in, um, shows, but um, right. I would love to do a tour at some point. It would be awesome. Yeah. I think the so, girls would kill to do it and get out oh, of school. <laughs> never too young to be a roadie, right? That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Keep them young. <laughs> so, so you know Andy Penko already, obviously, because you, you're doing two shows with him. Yeah, Andy's great. I actually, I've already did one with him. He did a home, his hometown show in um, Sussex Inlet, right. um, which was a sellout show. Um, that was, I think, a couple of months ago now, but it was great. So that was the first one we've done. So we've got the second one at the Beer Shed on the 2nd of September then my hometown 14th of October then we've got Tamworth at the capital so yeah no Andy's great he's a good guy yeah Yeah, good artist too 
And I have to say, overall, part of what I love about your music coming out is that you just have this amazing voice and it's this really emotional, strong voice. So despite, or perhaps because of things you've gone through over the past few years, you have this voice that can really connect with the listener. Do you feel when you're recording that that you are singing to the listener, that you're trying to make that story connection with them? Um, I guess when I'm singing it, I'm just feeling it myself. But I, I think that is what connects to, to people when they're listening. Like if, like I would never record, like a lot, some people say that only some people believe that singers um, only portray a song or sell a song that they've written because they've written it. I tend to disagree with, like, um, a classic example, um, the beautiful Sinead O'Connor, the song Nothing Compares. Mm -hmm. You would swear she wrote that song just because Mm -hmm. she just felt every word. So classic example of you can feel and live and breathe every word of a song that you haven't necessarily written, um, 100%. Um, And I think uh, I feel that um, I do... I won't record a song unless I do connect to it. Hmm. Um, I think that probably makes a, a, the world of difference. Yeah, yeah. as to yeah. yeah. But I have been told that a lot. I, you kind of lost me for words. There. I didn't know how to answer that. But <laughs> I have been told it a fair bit. Um, you 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 tend to basically like um, feel every word you sing, which is I think you need to 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 actually sell the song. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also I to your point about. Um, singers and having written songs I have noticed there is a move towards oh it's only you, know, you only believe the song if the singer has written it but then we wouldn't have songs from Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday singers like that that, that we connect Absolutely. with so much they were singers who did not write their material but yeah that used to be prized that form of performance and used to be understood that that the singer brought something quite special to the song it didn't matter who had written it um, and they obviously connected with the material and delivered it so I think same principle applies and I you know there's nothing more rewarding for me as a listener than to to listen to a fantastic singer it doesn't matter who's written the song absolutely I 100% agree and those artists that you mentioned were classic examples as well yep yeah so 100%. I, think, I think you bring that heart and soul to your music uh, TC, um, and to <laughs> Alive Again, which is this great uplifting song and has a great beat, as I mentioned. <laughs> it's kind of got like a disco vibe, hey. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's like disco meets country. <laughs> but and then you've got my vocal on there. So I often say I could sing an ACDC song and it would still sound country. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Yes, interesting. <laughs> Well, we will await perhaps an ACDC cover or whichever song you make next. But at the moment, people have to do a, a, a connection with um, the Far Gone Beauties. When yeah. They used to. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, as I said, I, I would quite like to hear that ACDC cover, but I will be listening to it live again in the meantime. And TC, it's been great to talk to you. Oh, you too, Soph. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.